For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the second hour here on Monday. Coming up in the next hour, we will be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light to turn on the light as we do each and every Monday. But right now, it's time for a new feature on the program that we are calling Money Monday, where once a month we're going to have Manny, the money man, Resendiz coming in from Euclid Financial Services. You know him as the host of the Retirement Factory here on WBSM. And we're going to be talking about retirement. We're going to be talking about your money. And, and Manny, tell us why it's important to, to have these kind of discussions uh, and to let people know that you don't have to be on your own when it comes to making these decisions. Tim, I, I couldn't have said it any better. First things first, thanks for having me on. It's always great to be in studio here. Uh, when it comes to your retirement, you only get one chance at doing it. And so here at Euclid Financial Services, you hear us on the weekend with the Retirement Factory, we try to give you as much information as possible so that when you're making decisions about your retirement, you're doing it from a place of, I understand what's going on, I know how it applies to me, and then more importantly, you can actually put the action in place so you're not doing it your own. And if you need professional help, you always know you can reach out to us. We're your friendly neighborhood financial advisor. We try to talk to you like a real person. And I think that's the key when you're getting your information. Yeah, but do you think that people are, is there, is there an issue of pride sometimes with folks to be able to say, I need help with this. I, I, I've been, I know I've been handling my own bills, my own life. I've been able to take care of everything all this time. But for some reason, retirement is something that I can't grasp my head around. Do you have trouble getting people over that hump? I think for some people, there is a little bit of that pride. But I think for the others, I think it's it's intimidating to sit in a, at a conference table across from a guy wearing a blue suit going, this is my entire life financially. Please look at it and judge it and tell me I did the right thing. There, There's some fear behind it. And so the only thing I can tell you is if you're getting ready to retire or you have questions about retirement, be brave. Take that first step, make a phone call, ask the questions, because the worst thing you can do is go into retirement and not feel confident that you've done the right things. Yeah, you're not there to scold somebody, you're there to help strategize with somebody. That's exactly it. And so the our philosophy when it comes to uh, when it comes to retirement is that we believe everybody has the right to be able to spend more time enjoying their lives and less worrying about their money. And the only way to do that is to make sure that you have a good foundation that says, okay, I know exactly how much money's coming in. I know what I'm going to spend it on. Now, that doesn't mean we have to know every single trip or vacation that you're going to do, but we have to have a general idea of what makes you you. 
when you get up in the morning, do you have coffee? Do you have tea? Do you walk with your buddies and uh, then have coffee with them afterwards? Or do you spend time with the grandkids and then go out and have your day? It doesn't matter what it is that you do. You just have to have an idea of what does life look like after you're done working and then you can start to plan where does the money come from. Yeah, because there's there's a tendency in our minds to think you can do this, you can do that because there's another paycheck coming. So, yeah, you might be living paycheck to paycheck, but you're going to get another one coming up. But then there's going to come that point where they're not coming anymore and you have to know how to budget and how to handle that. Exactly. And generally what ends up happening is, is people will come into the conference room and they'll be like, okay, let me dump everything out. And they've got stacks of paper and they've got, uh, statements from a 401k that they worked at 15 years ago, or they have these random mutual funds that they picked up along the way through the bank. And so they have all these great pieces. I look at it as, okay, I've got this kitchen drawer right on the side of the stove. At least that's where it is in my house. And when you pull it open, you get all these cool things in there from Bed Bath & Beyond, which are they even still around anymore? Uh, they, they may be. They I may don't know. be, right? And so you got these things, and it looks like an apple core and this random thing that's got like a handle on it. And they're all really good tools, but you don't remember why you bought them or why they're in there. And that's how people look at some of their finances and their investments. Look, I got all these cool things that I bought 15 years ago. Now what do I do with them? And that's where getting information and having a professional we'll talk to gives you that confidence to understand why you have them and then where do they fit when you go forward when you go into retirement. And so if you're looking to get answers on what do you actually have in your kitchen drawer, give us a call. You can reach out to us. We're local right in East Providence, right at 401-727-2727. Or if you want to go onto the website, go to euclidfs.com, E-U-C-L-I-D, F as in financial, S as in service. And there's a ton of information there, white pages, and you can even schedule an appointment. You can see videos and posts about myself, about Josh the Foreman. You'll get a ton of information, and it'll make it much easier to just ask for help. Well, let's talk a little bit about you and about Euclid, since this is the first Money Monday. Let's uh, let's kind of introduce you to the folks if they haven't heard Retirement Factory before. Oh, absolutely. So Retirement Factory, obviously, we're, we're here on the weekend, and it's the idea of being able to talk about retirement openly without giving you a ton of financial jargon, right? It make it easy to make it easy to understand and have a and feel like you're talking with somebody that you like. When it comes to the company, Euclid Financial Services and Bonneville Investment Management, the two of us work together and we're a full service financial firm. So we have everything from investments to insurance to everything in between that someone who's going into retirement could need. What makes us unique is the fact that we care more about what are you trying to accomplish? What are the things that are important to you so that when you go to retire, not only do you uh, are able to stay retired, but you actually get to enjoy it because it's more than just I'm going to retire and not go to work. And now I'm going to sit around and watch grass grow or watch daytime TV. And so we try to give you as much time to to be able to understand what do you have and then have a partnership with us so that as you're going through your retirement, we're with you to and through your entire retirement. And, and what makes you so passionate about retirement? Because it, I can tell that it, it, it is something that you are passionate about. Well, that, that's, uh, I'm really glad you brought that up. I, for me personally, I, I grew up watching my grandparents do all the right things they were supposed to do for retirement. My grandfather had a, uh, a pension from the Navy. He had money that he had set aside when he worked in the private sector once he got out. And him and my grandmother's plan was perfect in the sense that as soon as he retired, they had money coming in, they knew exactly what they wanted to do. And then three years into his retirement, my grandmother got sick and passed away unexpectedly. 
And ever since that happened, his retirement wasn't bad, but it wasn't what he had planned. And I found that he didn't have someone to talk to, to tell him this is what happens when the unexpected happens and how to get back on track. Because their goal was to always travel across the U.S. They were going to go to Vegas. They were going to go to San Francisco. They were going to do all kinds of traveling throughout the U.S. And my grandfather's retirement became him spending time in Florida and maybe a trip here and there out to Pennsylvania to see family. And it was never the same after that. And so growing up and watching him go through these things, I had no idea that was not what retirement should look like. And then once I got into the industry, I saw there is a better way. And for me, it's about, can I save one person's retirement at a time? And the more I can save and the more I can have them enjoy it, the better they'll be and the better their family will be going forward. Because, you know, you work hard your whole life. You deserve to have some time to be able to do the things that you want to do. But so many times people don't plan ahead enough to be able to do that. Now, I'm guilty of that, too. You know, as, as I was somebody who was working, you know, basically working uh, uh, my high school job until I was in my my 40s. Yep. You know, it, it's not it's not something that you envision being the case when you're younger. But you always think to yourself, I've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of time. And then next thing you know, you're. 15 years away from retirement. Yeah, and, and I think for for most of the people that we end up talking to, those that are 55 and older, they have, they've established their career, right? You and I both know, we can all picture who they are as we're kind of chatting. They get up, they go to work, they're very good at their job, they do exactly what every employer tells us to do. Get up, put money into your 401k, put money into your retirement plan, and in 20 years, and 30 years after you're done having your career, you'll have a ton of money set aside and you'll be good. I love it when they end it like that, right? You'll be good. Well, what is good? They train us on everything except how to retire. And that's where Euclid Financial Services and myself comes in. We specialize in retirement income. We specialize in what to do after you get to the finish line and you're ready to start that next chapter of your life because once you stop going to work, we gotta figure out how to replace your paycheck. It'd be really nice to get up once a month and know there's a paycheck sitting in your mailbox. That's what we try to help people get so they can focus more on what they're gonna do with their time and less about how to stare at their statements and figure out what a heck a 1099R is and a 1099B. And I think part of that is you, you might have to help people realize you know, where they have to scale back in their lives too, because you can't, if you are now on a fixed income of retirement, you can't live the same way that you did in the past. Well, and I think, I think a lot of people will come across and have that thought process of now that I'm going into retirement, I can't do the things I used to do. We're human. We're all creatures of habit. We have a lifestyle that we're used to. And that's the lifestyle we generally generate because of the salary, the income that we learn. I find most of the time when we go into retirement, we don't change who we are. We don't wake up the next day and go, you know what, I'm no longer gonna drink coffee every morning. I'm going to have orange juice and a slice of toast. Probably not gonna have the same feel, at least not for a couple of weeks anyway. Um, so when you go into retirement, you're still gonna get up and you're still gonna have breakfast the way you have breakfast. You're still going to like the same hobbies that you like. You're still gonna spend money on getting a haircut or getting nails done or getting dry cleaning. It just may not be as often or as much. And so we, when we look at how do you keep your money in line, how do you make sure that you have enough coming in, we look at what did you set aside 
And then more importantly, we look at, okay, what, what are you living on now? So if you're used to making 80 grand a year and you're spending $4,000 a month, well, in retirement, you're probably gonna spend pretty close to that. It just may not be on the same things. And so that's how you figure out, am I gonna be okay in retirement? Because you don't wanna change who you are. You just wanna make sure you have the money to still be you. I think, yeah, people might look at it and say, well, I just need enough to pay the bills. And so that's probably what they're looking at when they're looking at, do I have enough money to retire? They're worried about, can I still pay if they still have the mortgage going? Can I still pay the insurance? Can I still pay for the cars, all that stuff? They're not thinking about, can I still just live life the way I want to live life? Exactly. And you kind of touched on it there. I think that's one of the biggest questions that we get in the conference room is, how do I know I have enough money? And if you read a ton of money articles or you're online and you get these random numbers where they tell you you need a million dollars or $1.8 million to retire, well, I laugh because that might be true for someone who's making X amount of money per year. But the amount of money someone needs, whether they're making 40 grand a year or 100,000 years is going to be uh, 100,000 a year is going to be different for each one of them. But the formula and the process is the same. And so I think the key thing is understanding where are you going to get your information from? And this is where it separates between a good advisor and a bad advisor. When you're talking with your advisor, you're talking with the person who's helping you with your money, you wanna make sure that they're telling you the truth without trying to sound like they know everything, right? It's more about having an easy conversation back and forth and making sure that you actually understand what's going on. And so when we hear that question, the very first thing we go to when somebody asks us, do I have enough money, is what's your, what's your philosophy about money? How do you view the world and how do you want your money to work? Everybody has their own inv uh, investment philosophy or philosophy about money. But it doesn't have to be super high level, it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be something as simple as, I don't want to lose any money. Or I really like CDs because I know I get a guaranteed interest rate. Uh, for us here at, at Euclid, our financial philosophy is we want to be able to protect, preserve, and pass along your money. And so when you're having a conversation with your advisor, your philosophy about money and their philosophy should be similar. And if it's not, just know that you might not get the same advice if you went to somebody who had the same philosophy as you or was one that was similar. Because you both want to be able to see your money in the same way. Especially since it's your money, it's going to be important that your opinion is heard, right? And then the last item to kind of figure out, do you have enough? We were just kind of touching on, it's what are you living on now? What's your lifestyle? What's your day-to-day -day life? You know, if you're used to spending four grand a month, you're going to spend four grand a month in retirement. And so you just have to have an inventory of, do you still want to continue to do those same things? And if so, perfect. And now when you have your conversation with your advisor or if you have a conversation with us, we start there. How do you view your money? What are you currently spending now? And then more importantly, how do we make it last your entire life? But in the short answer, we can at least tell you, yeah, you have enough to retire. Now, whether or not you do is up to you. And you, you said something there that I think is, is an issue that probably comes up with people a lot these days. And that's, you know, how when you are saving money and you're putting money aside, it's got to be hard for people when you look at how much things are costing now, yep. when you look at the way that the market has been fluctuating, that they're probably reluctant to want to put something away because they say, you know, I've, I've got to live now and I can worry about later, later. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of comes down to how do I protect myself from what's going on in the world, 
right? You turn on the news and you see everything from high inflation to we're going to go into a recession to nobody in Washington knows what they're doing, right? There are ways to protect yourself. And I find that the, the easiest way to do that is make sure that you don't go into looking at your investments and looking at your retirement plan alone because there's going to be blind spots, right? And you won't know what you don't know until you come across it. And so whether you're talking to your buddy in the office who you're having coffee with who tells you about how great his 401k was, or whether you're talking to the advisor who helps manage your 401k, those are a good place to start. But then you want someone that works specifically for you. And that's generally where a good advisor like myself and the team at Euclid Financial Services can come in handy. Because at that point, we're giving you clear advice as far as where you're going and how you can understand it. The second thing that keeps you on track when the world is like this, inflation, the market, is diversification. And we all hear it every time we think about investments. It's just a five and dime word that just says you got a bunch of different investments smooshed together to keep the market from, well, being a little crazy. And so ideally you want to combine low risk, medium risk, and high risk assets together so that if the market drops 20%, you're not following it. The downside to that is if the market goes up 20%, you won't make 20, but at least you are moving forward. And I think that's the key is understanding where that diversification fits in your portfolio. It's, it's kind of like a recipe. If you want it to be smooth and easy to, to digest, you have a lot of low risk with some medium and high. If you like things a little spicy and you're okay with the market going up and down, well, you'll have more high risk than you do low risk but everybody's recipe is customized to them because that's how they see the world. And a good advisor will walk you through what assets make sense to combine together so that when the market crashes, you still get to A, stay retired, and B, more importantly, not have to change anything about your life. So I'm sure a lot of folks, if they start late with this, they look at it and they say, man, I might, I might run out of money before I run out of life. And if they start late, do you, do you try to get them into more high-risk investments or do you still try to find that balance even if they are behind the eight ball? We try to find that balance because I, 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 you bring up a really uh, common scenario. Those that feel like they've started late or they don't have enough money, but yet they've never done the math, right? It, it's the idea of... I'm saving as much as I can. I'm stuffing money into my 401k. I'm putting it into my IRAs. My accountant says I can get a deduction if I put seven grand here. I'm putting money in the cookie jar, so much so that your kitchen pantry is bowing out because you're getting every piece of uh, overtime money you can get and you're cramming in there and you're going, I don't have enough. You've never looked to see how much money you spend. You've never had a professional or anybody else look at it. You've never added it up, but in your mind, you've convinced yourself it's not enough. Heck, we all do it, and it's not always just with retirement. And so what I find is after you have the conversation, talk with someone who knows the formula, who understands the math, because it's a straightforward formula, and it's really easy. It takes 10 minutes to walk through. And so if you want to know what it is, just go to the website at euclidfs.com or call us direct at 401-727-2727, and we'll walk you through it. Because who you are and what you're trying to get done, it just matters what is your lifestyle? What are you currently spending? And then just have somebody tell you where you are. And then they can help you get to where you're trying to get to. 
Uh, we do have to go in just a moment because I, I have to take a break. But before we do that, again, let everybody know how they can reach out if they want to start the conversation with you about setting themselves up for retirement. Oh, fantastic. The easiest way to get a hold of us, just pick up the phone and call us at 401-727-2727, right at Euclid Financial Services, right in East Providence. We'll gladly have a conversation with you. And if you just want to check us out and go onto the website, go to EuclidFS.com, E-U-C-L-I-D, FS and Financial S's and Services. You can get information about the company and you can even schedule an appointment right through the website. And this is going to be something we're going to be doing every month, you and I sitting down and having a talk about this so that not only can it help people, uh, we'll, we'll start taking phone calls from people and we'll make sure that they get all the information that they need to, to be able to properly retire. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. We'll have coffee and we'll have cash. It'll be a good time. Hey, the two best things to have in the morning. All right, stay tuned. We have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. We'll be right back. And now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Hawaii's Governor Josh Green says he fears the wildfire death toll will rise as search and recovery efforts continue on Maui. At least 96 people are confirmed dead after raging wildfires swept through the popular resort town of Lahaina. Green described the devastation as looking like a, quote, war zone, adding that all state and federal resources are being brought in to aid recovery efforts. Hundreds are unaccounted for and thousands are now homeless as families searched for loved ones. A ban on assault-style weapons is being upheld by the Illinois Supreme Court. A law banning assault-style rifles and high-capacity magazines was passed by state lawmakers in Illinois in January and signed into law by Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. It came about six months after the Highland Park mass shooting that killed seven people. A Nebraska judge is ruling in favor of abortion and gender-affirming care bans. The state passed the bans back in May, combining both bans together in a last-minute decision. Planned Parenthood challenged the bill, arguing it violated state law that it doesn't allow bills with more than one subject. On Friday, a judge upheld the state's decision to ban both forms of health care. The New York Police Department is looking in for the vandal who scribbled anti-Semitic graffiti on a Manhattan synagogue's message board. Jonathan O'Halloran reports. Police say surveillance video shows the man walking up to the synagogue on East 85th Street on the Upper East Side Saturday night, taking out a marker and vandalizing the display screen located outside the synagogue. It's the second act of anti-Semitic violence on the block in the last year. Police say back in November, someone threw rocks at the windows of the yeshiva connected to this same synagogue. The NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating. Jonathan O'Halloran, NBC News Radio, New York. A flash mob robbery is under investigation in Los Angeles. The LAPD says a mob of 30 to 50 people entered the Nordstrom in the Westfield Topagana Mall late last week and began to ransack the store. The suspects reportedly fled with between $60,000 and $100,000 worth of merchandise. And the Writers Guild of America and Hollywood Studios met at the bargaining table Friday. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers presented a counterpart to the WGA, but the details of the counter were not disclosed. Both sides have recessed their talks for now, and in a message to its members, the WGA says it will evaluate the offer and return with a response this week.
In sports, the Boston Red Sox clinched a win against the Detroit Tigers last night, 6-3. The Sox will have a break today, but will head to Washington, D.C. for a game against the Nationals on Tuesday at 7.05 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, the humidity levels will be on the rise today. It's going to be breezy with a lot of clouds in the area, high near 82. As we head into the overnight, partly to mostly cloudy, we've got some scattered rain moving in. It will be heavy at times. Could see some late night thunderstorms, low of 66. And for tomorrow, we're going to kick the day off with heavy rain and thunderstorms moving through the area. Humid, windy, spot thunderstorms throughout the afternoon, high near 77. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WB. It is currently 67 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Baths, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Wake up! He'll wake you up better than that extra large cup of coffee. No. More Tim Weisberg on WBSM. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing Tired of living like a blind man I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling And this is how you remind me This is how you remind me of what I really am This is how you remind me You were singing along with that song, and if if you want to be singing along with Nickelback and see them live next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow at Xfinity Center in Mansfield, you can enter to win right now by opening up the WBSM app and sending us an open line voicemail. All you have to do is open up the open line button, record an audio message, and tell us your name, where you're listening from. And what you like about WBSM. And if you do that, we will enter you into the contest. And then the computer will select five winners to go and see Nickelback next week. And App Al, I just want to say, I'm having trouble. Your file is not opening. So if you want to re-record that and send it over, uh, that'll probably be a good idea. Because I can't open the one that you sent. And if I can't open it, I can't enter you. All right, but if you don't know how to do that, if you're not sure the steps and how to send an open line voicemail, there's an article up at WBSM.com and on the app about winning the Nickelback tickets. You'll click on that, and it has step-by-step instructions with pictures to show you exactly how to send that voicemail so that you can get that on over to us. And uh, and I think, you know, there's all these different fun things we can do with the app that uh, we'll do that from time to time when we're doing giveaways, because why not, right? One of the things that uh, I used to love about the app when I was the digital managing editor, and at first it was super daunting, and I, I would never want to do it at first. You know, I was like nervous about it. And then the first time I did it, I said, oh, that's super easy. I love this. It's so much fun. And that's where we used to be able to create digital scavenger hunts. So maybe we'll do one of those coming up. You know, Halloween time is coming up soon. Spooky season. Maybe we'll do a spooky scavenger hunt. We did that one year and it was uh, very successful. So maybe, maybe that's something we can do to give away a prize. All kinds of fun things we can do with the app. And if you don't have it already, you can download it free 
wherever you get your apps from, your app store, or you can go to WBSM.com and get it there. It's, uh, it's all brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. They make our app possible, and they're what keeps it free with all the great features that it has. So it was, it was great learning about how to set ourselves up for retirement. And we're going to be, as I mentioned, we're going to be having Manny in uh, once a month for Money Mondays with Manny. Well, we'll talk about all of these different things with you. And, uh, and we'll talk about really how to set you up for success for the future. I was just talking to somebody recently about retirement. This person is going to be 66 years old and next month and has just started saving for retirement. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It's something, right? It's something in there and it's an employee match. So you're just leaving money on the table if you don't do it, right? So if you told me when I was, you know, because I spent a lot of years working in a place where I didn't have those, those kind of options. If you had told me, hey, you're going to be able to have companies match what it is that you make to save, to put away, I probably would have quit that job a lot sooner and gone out and gotten a real job instead of flipping eggs and burgers for half my life. Anyway, 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in. We were talking about that story about the Dartmouth Target, and we have it up at WBSM.com and on the app, and I reshared it this morning on the WBSM Facebook page just in case you hadn't seen it yet and you wanted to be able to, uh, to interact with it. This incident that happened in Dartmouth on Friday, Friday morning, where a woman was... In the store, in the Target store, and a man was staring at her and kind of following her from aisle to aisle. And she was nervous about it, and she went out and found a security guard and told him, hey, this guy is following me around. And when the person, the security guard apparently talked to the person. The person said that they were looking for their daughter, but this woman said that none of the actions of that person would, uh, I'm just reading something here that somebody sent in. Don't, don't go on the WBSM Facebook page and try to scam people. We are going to find you, and we are going to delete you and block you, um, which I will get to in one second. So the security guard went over and talked to this person again. So they were looking for their daughter. She said, well, if you're looking for your daughter, why are you following me around? And she called the police. The police came down. The police took her statement. As the police told me, they, they didn't feel that it even warranted filing an incident report. Because as, as the police posted on their Facebook page, being suspicious in Massachusetts is not a crime. And unfortunately, that is the case. There's nothing they can do to somebody just because they're staring at you in a store. Unfortunately, there's nothing they can do legally. You can go up to the person and say, hey, cut it out. If you don't feel safe doing that, you can talk to a store employee and have them do it. But they can't arrest the person just for staring at you and being in the same aisle as you. And I've gotten to the point where, because, you know, I go into a store, I'm by myself. It's just me. I'm a man alone walking around in the store that I actually have had situations where I've said, gee, I've, I've run into this woman three times now. 
I don't want her to think that I'm following her. And of course, the worst thing that I could say in that moment is, I just want you to know I'm not following you because she might not even been thinking about it. Now, all of a sudden, she's worried about it. Why would you say that unless you were actually following me? So I try to not, you know, I try to just go off in a different part of the store and I'll come back to that spot later on because I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I'd like to think that I'm an affable looking guy that people see me. They don't think, hey, this guy's a creep. But then again, you know, I'm not in their shoes. So I, I just try to be aware of that fact because it is something that I see so much on social media that people feel uncomfortable. And you heard the caller who called in. If you, if you didn't hear the caller who called in in the last hour, his daughter and her boyfriend were followed around the store and the, the man was taking videos on his phone of the, the daughter walking around the store and had them on his phone when he was confronted and others as well. So it, 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 it does happen that there are creepy people out there that are watching people as they walk around the store. And yes, that's wrong. Unfortunately, it's not illegal. It may go against the store policy, and you can say to the, to the store employees, hey, this person's recording me without my permission, and the store might go over and ask them to, to move along. You know, you, you're really not supposed to go into stores and just record videos without their permission. It's one thing if you're doing it yourself and putting it on social media. Like if we want to if we want to take photos and stop and shop, we have to ask the store manager if it's okay. When we wanted to take photos of Marty, the robot, we we were told that we couldn't. We were told that we could reach out to Stop and Shop and they would send us corporate approved, you know, reach out to Stop and Shop corporate and they would send us approved images to use. Like, no, I can just walk across the street and take a picture of Marty. But that's just how corporations handle things. But they can enforce that if somebody is recording you without your permission and it's making you uncomfortable, they can go and ask that person to leave the store. But they can't arrest the, they can't have the person arrested. So I, I know, I get it. It's it doesn't feel right, but it's just it's just the way that the law is. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello. Morning. What's going on, John? Uh, uh, you know, human trafficking doesn't really, it never really got, like, it never really got the attention, like, media's attention, you know, until this movie was really, like, brought into spotlight, I, in, my, in my opinion. Um, I think it's, it's stirred up a lot of um, media attention. You would say, like, um, you know, it got a lot of shadow banning, um, I think. And I think I, uh, 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 I guess I guess you could say, like, a hard, or, um, I'm sorry, a um, reason for that shadow banning is because a lot of high-end figures in politics are involved in human trafficking. Yeah, this is a conspiracy theory that's a pile of crap. The reason why it's been so, the reason so. why it's been shadow banned is it's not actually shadow banned. The reason why it's not getting out there and getting as much publicity is because it's from a small company that doesn't have the money to afford that kind of publicity. So they're using this 
this whole idea of it being suppressed by the movie chains and by the media as a way to get more people to go out there and see it. And it's worked. It's been very successful, well, but yeah, it, it, it's not well, shadow banned. Nobody wants to put a movie that's making $100 million and say, we don't want to show this movie. We want to keep people from seeing this movie. Movie theaters want to make money. Okay. Um, you're right. With that being said, it was a, it, it's a small... It, and, it, and you know what? It's, it's sad, though. If you think about it, it's sad that a small... Uh, you know, company has to come out with a movie. Why aren't these big companies coming out with movies like this to, to, to bring shit, to bring light human trafficking? Why is it a small company that can't afford it, a production company that can't afford advertising, making movies like this? Why, why, why isn't it? You know, uh, let's say Paramount Pictures or um, uh, what's what's another one? Warner Brothers, right? Why, why isn't it? Why isn't it a big Hollywood name? Well, first of all, there have been other movies that have been made about human trafficking, but the not, reason not this, not this in depth, though, Tim, not this yeah, in depth, of, because of, of because a, a lot of it's not real. So, kids getting trafficked in different countries and everything—that's not real. No, it's happening, but it's not happening the way that they're portraying it in this film. I hear a lot of things too. On uh, I, I see a lot of videos on, um, you know, uh, about about you know people putting uh, you know. Uh, zip ties on people's cars, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's like a sign of, you know that 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 hey look you know the people that are human trafficking are looking for signs like that saying oh yeah that's the girl that they were were, were following and you know that's her car and that's the one with the zip the zip tie on it. It's there's there's like so much involved in in, in this in this human trafficking. It's unbelievable. Did you see the story like, about the producer of the film that was arrested for child pornography? No, I didn't. Even, I, I see. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen the movie to begin with. I'm here. I'm. I'm just doing. I'm just seeing what I see on the news, or what I can find out about the movie. I haven't even seen it yet. I didn't even know anywhere around here was even showing it. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Dartmouth had it, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. Um, I know the AMC was having. It was child. It was child kidnapping that he was arrested for. I apologize. I misspoke. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't read any of that. Um, I'll have to look at it. But And yeah, also, I mean, a, a big yeah. part of that movie was Jim Caviezel pushing to have that movie made, and he's been one of the most outspoken people for that movie. And in the promotion for the movie, he's pushed the adrenochrome conspiracy theory. So, I mean, that, that alone makes me just want to throw up every time I hear people talking about it. And is that why you're so controversial on the, on the fact that this woman put that in that post on that Facebook? Is that what sparked your interest in writing it? No, well, it caused a little bit of concern because I thought that it may be a copy and paste post because it mentioned the movie. So I thought, you know, sometimes those kind of things happen where it is, it's um, something intended to go viral as a way of promoting it. And it, I'm not saying that the movie company did it, but that kind of stuff happens where, you know, they're trying to push something out there. And so you see these posts show up and then people just kind of enter in the name of a local store. It happened, yeah. uh, happened last year with uh, the story about people who were, uh, uh, stabbing single mothers, and it said, yeah, "I heard about that." You know, it happened in Mattapoisa, then it happened in Plymouth, then it happened in Fall River. These kind of things happen a lot, where it's it's a copy and paste, where people just change a little bit of the language. So I just want to make sure it wasn't that. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to call in and, and chime on this. I actually I wanted to talk to you more about the, the fires in Hawaii, but that you haven't brought that up yet. Um, you know, with the I just I, I I feel like it's you know just to touch on it real quick. I I feel like it's 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 just real funny to me that 
we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine in another bill that he's trying to pass, okay? And yet we have Hawaii. Yeah, he did send federal aid there. But why is he not sending billions of dollars to Hawaii to get them back up and running? Right, and you can do two okay. things at once. You know, no, I understand that, but why are we sending more money to Ukraine? Enough is enough. We have people in our own country that are struggling to live, but yet we're sending money to another country fighting a proxy war. Well, there, it's, it's, it's a, there, it's, there, there were also things, there were also situations in place in Hawaii already to help assist with those situations, too. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, it's not like they're left out in the lurch know. completely. No, I know, I know. With the, it was, you know, with a with a with a, a a state like that, that's you know just filled with volcanoes. You have to have some sort of measures in place to where if if one of those did you know erupt, you know what I mean, you'd have aid there ready to go. You know, but it's like I just I don't know. I, I just I feel like it, it was just you know it, the same day that. He came out and said, "Oh, I'm going to be sending what was it, 25 billion more dollars or 29 billion dollars more?" Yeah, it's, it's probably and, probably not the best optics, that's for sure. No, no, it was a, it was awful timing. You know what I mean? While he's saying that Hawaii's erupting in flames, you know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. This country's a mess. Tim. It's a mess. All right, I'm going right. to hold you on that because i got to take yep, a break. I'll talk to you. Have a good day. I do have to take a break. Callers, we will try to get to you. If we don't get to you, we can try and take you at the beginning of the next hour. We will have Jack Spillane and turning on the light, but I've got a bunch of commercials i got to run, so we'll be back in a bit. i got one more break i got to take in this hour, but we're going to try and squeeze in a call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? Um, listen, you were talking about a girl getting followed. Well, I, I got followed. I just want to tell my story quick. Sure. This was a couple of years ago. Now, you met me, right? So I was not just provocative. I, had, I was going down to the beach on the bus. I had a black, um, like, a cotton summer thing dress on that went to the knee, right above the knee. And anyway, um, I felt that this guy, when I was on the bus, he stood. Uh, they let you off at the, um, uh, where they play, uh, the, what's that game down there, the South End, the older people are playing that game. Uh, shuffleboard? Croquet. Oh, oh the Alon, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But over there, they let you off there, and then you have to walk down to the beach, right? And it, I went early this day, like before, like around 10-ish. So not many people are there, right? And I think it was during the week. So anyway, he was a dark-skinned guy, and, um... He followed me. He got off when I got off. I said, uh-oh. The very last stop, right, the bus turns around. I said, I think I'm going to have trouble to myself. So I walked down. Sure enough, the guy is right following me. I don't know what to do, really. It's broad daylight. But he followed me all the way down through the park. And I said, listen, you got to go. I'm, I've got somebody. I made up to stop because nobody was coming. I was alone. I said, i got somebody coming. I said, I got a boyfriend coming to meet, to meet me. I said, you can't stay here with, you know, with me. And he was walking right by to my side. Well, I get down to, the, down to the beach. I put my blanket down. And don't you know, he did not leave. He stood right there. He took his pants off and had his underwear on. And I'm Jeez. like, I don't, oh, my God. I said, you can't do that here at this beach. You can't do that. And then finally... When I said, Policia, I'm going to call the Policia, that's when he, he, he understood Policia, and then he, he left. And then I saw him, he's a pre praise on people, I think. I saw him on the bottom of Union Street um, in the summertime that year. 
down the bottom of one of them um, uh, little bars down there, and um, the girls were kind of um, tipsy, and I guess he was praying on them. I said, oh, God, I hope nothing happens. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I didn't call the police because then you got to go to court. Yeah, and some sometimes people are just weird and they don't they're not actually dangerous, but they're weird. Maybe maybe it was that type of a situation, but if it's still making you feel uncomfortable, it's making you feel uncomfortable, you know? Come on, he could have raped me. He was out to rape me. That's what he was doing. No. He took his pants off. You don't go do that and don't go and he was so bold on my blanket, please. Yeah. Well, I mean I'm glad I'm glad that nothing bad happened. Are you kidding me? That's not the first time, so I don't know what I don't know what you posted, but I mean this is really getting followed. What I happened to me. All right, well I got to hold you there just because I got to take my final break. But thank you for the call. Thank you. I'll be listening, and uh, we will be back in just a moment. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.